0: President Putin has been speaking about last weekend's aborted mutiny by Wagner Group mercenaries. He thanked the troops and also members of the SFB security services for their performance during the rebellion and he told them that you've essentially stopped a civil war. You acted properly and in a coordinated manner. Mr Putin also acknowledging the death of a number of pilots who were killed in the mutiny. He was joined at the event, and this is significant, in the Kremlin by the Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu, whose dismissal the Wagner fighters had demanded. Lots to unpick here. Let's take you straight to our Eastern Europe correspondent, Sarah Rainsford, who joins us now. Sarah, good to see you. Firstly, how unusual is it that we would see President Putin giving an address to the security services like this?
1: Well, I mean, the circumstances around all of this are are really unusual, of course, right from uh, Saturday with the mutiny itself, all of it extraordinary, all of it extremely dramatic. But I think what we're seeing now is President Putin really trying to seize the narrative, seize the story, and to prove that he's back in control. So this was him uh, on Cathedral Square, right next to the Kremlin, uh, inside the Kremlin, in fact before long, long lines of his security forces, so all of them there, from his own presidential uh, security service, uh, right to troops on the street, Rosgradia, this uh, force set up initially uh, to, to uh, fight against protests inside russia so all of them lined up and what the message was 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 one of thanks uh, president putin not talking down this mutiny but actually talking it up saying that had these forces not intervened and, and protected russia and the constitution then there could have been civil war so i think he's trying to scare the russian people essentially into thinking of him once again as a strong man a man who can protect them uh, with all of these forces there lined up behind him and beside him because, frankly speaking, the reality is that this uh, last few days has exposed his weakness, the fact that his strongman image is an image and uh, that actually there are big dents in his authority now. So he is trying to, to reverse that uh, to send a much uh, different message to the people of Russia and he hopes uh, that they will, will, will get that message clearly.
0: And, Sarah, we saw a focus on those pilots who were killed the minute of silence that was held for them as well. While the FSB is also saying the criminal case against Wagner is now closed, is this an attempt, do you think, to kind of stop any anger about that, that sort of sense that there might be a lack of retribution here? I
1: think uh, that there is, uh, Vladimir Putin is now separating people into heroes and traitors. He hates traitors. He hates being betrayed. And he was very clear on Saturday when he came out uh, initially in the midst of this mutiny and described it as a stab in the back of Russia. What he's doing today is praising those who stopped it, As heroes, And that included, as you say, the pilots who were shot down, uh, as they were, he said, doing their duty, showing their loyalty to Russia, following orders in trying to stop the mutiny. Yevgeny Pythagoras, the man who led the mutiny, the the leader of Wagner, uh, the Wagner group, uh, he had also talked about those pilots uh, in his own audio recording uh, that came out yesterday, uh, saying that they had been shot down, and he was very sorry about that. But ultimately, he said that his column had come under attack. So, you know, this all was extremely serious. And I think the fact that the criminal charges have been dropped against the Wagner group and anyone who was involved in this mutiny is really, really unusual. It's actually extraordinary. When Vladimir Putin has talked about someone as a traitor, it is really odd to see him or the FSB uh, then say that they won't be prosecuted because Russia is a country that puts people behind bars just for criticising the war in Ukraine, even for calling it a war. So, you know, people who led a mutiny are going free. That is interesting.
0: Sarah, can I ask you about what is happening in Belarus? Alexander Lukashenko also speaking today. He's criticized the situation in Russia, saying he doesn't know how it was allowed to develop to this point. He said no heroes have emerged from the standoff at all, and he included himself in that. What role do you see now for him? Well, this is a,
1: a really interesting one to watch. You know, what exactly is going to happen with uh, any of those Wagner fighters who choose to go to Belarus, and indeed, Yevgeny Prigozhin himself, if that's where he is? Uh, this morning, we saw that a plane that is linked to Prigozhin landed uh, near to Minsk. Um, we had heard from President Putin and from others that the fighters from Wagner, if they chose uh, not to join the regular army formations in Russia or just to go home, they would be allowed to go to Belarus. But what are they going to do there? What were their role be? We've heard from the defence ministry today that Wagner is handing over or making preparations to hand over its heavy weaponry. So is the message that we're getting that Wagner is being disbanded? It does sound like that. However, in Belarus, uh, Lukashenko is now facing the prospect of having thousands of of former uh, mercenaries now based in his country. Is that going to worry him or could it be something useful for him? Could it be potentially uh, some kind of protection? These are all big open questions. And I do think it was curious what he said. Uh, You mentioned it there. Uh, A bit of a dig actually at President Putin who's presenting this strongman image. He said this should never have come to this point that the feud between the defence ministry and Yevgeny Prigozhin should have been resolved. It shouldn't have been uh, allowed to, to become what it did, which was a security threat to Russia and a, a real danger uh, to President Putin.
0: Sarah, thanks so much. Let's take you live to Washington now and talk to Anna boshkovskaya who is an expert on Russia at the Institute for Near East Policy in Washington. Anna, good to see you. Sarah there just saying this is another attempt, what we've just seen from President Putin, to present himself as a strong man to try and reassure people. What do you think he could do next? Could we see some kind of purge as well in the Kremlin?
2: Yes, uh, I think one uh, one plausible scenario is that we're going to see more purges of the ruling elites, perhaps with uh, with the Russian Defense Ministry. Uh, it is uh, unusual um, that uh, that Prigozhin was pardoned uh, the way that, that he was, uh, and uh, in a, in a way that undercuts. Uh, Putin's image of a strongman. Uh, for a country like Russia, uh, after uh, after Putin called him a traitor, um, uh, and then to essentially be pardoned, um, the fact that Prigozhin is still alive uh, is, uh, frankly, very odd. You see, opposition politicians like Vladimir
0: Karimuzha in prison right now, serving 25 years for pre- for treason, and then the Wagner group are uh, all set free and allowed to go to Belarus. I wonder how that makes Russians
2: feel um, uh, that's uh, well that that that's a, that's a great question you, you know if you listen to uh, Putin's speech at the beginning of uh, of uh, Prigozhin's uh, insurrection uh, it was aimed at galval- galvanizing the public uh, against an existential threat uh, he invoked 1917. He, uh, he he invoked all all of these images uh, of Russia being coming under attack internally and externally. Um, whether or not that message r- truly resonated within the Russian public, uh, at best remains to be seen. Um, uh, Certainly, the Russian public is brainwashed by propaganda coming out of uh, television, uh, which is the main source of news for for the public. Um, But at this stage, it's hard to see uh, uh, Putin emerging in a strong position, at least in the short term.
0: What do you think will happen to Mr. Pregosian, Anna? Do you think uh, President Putin will keep his word?
2: Uh, I, I, that's also uh, that. That's also an open question. Um, if Prigozhin uh, remains uh, alive for the next several weeks, perhaps a month, uh, that will be telling. But it's possible that he may yet meet with some some kind of uh, accident. We have yet to actually see Prigozhin physically in Belarus. We've seen a plane leave, but we haven't seen him in Belarus, and he has not yet spoken. Um, uh, but I think um, I mean, I think what's interesting is the one group within the Russian Security Service that appears to emerge uh, more uh, more without any sort of embarrassment, uh, frankly, is the FSB. Um, but uh, but it is possible that we might see more purges. Um, and that is uh, something to watch.
0: Anna, thank you so much.